Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, it's Derek Johnston here, and you're watching the Battle Fever podcast. Hashtag keep the battle fever on. I'm not going to say good morning. I'm not going to say good evening. I'm not going to say good night. I'm just going to say hello. How are we doing? We're here. We're playing Liege tonight. Nice mug policies. We're playing Liege tonight. <laughs> tonight at Ibrox. And this is our European pre match pod. Today is. Well, let's see. How are we doing, mate? I'm alright, how's you? I'm good mate, I'm good, I'm getting there, I'm looking forward to the game tonight. Baz, how are we doing? Hello, you alright? Oh, I thought you were starting a tune there, fuck's sake. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know what, do you know what, that intro always brings a wee smile to my face, always good to see Derek good Johnston in it, and good to hear his voice, always a, a good positive way to start the podcast I feel. <laughs> yes mate, definitely. Snagsy, you're joining us once again mate, how are we doing? I'm good, mate. I'm I'm rather enjoying this wee regular slot that I have on this Yon podcast right here, right now, with these lovely lads. And we love having you, mate. 
Anytime, anytime. Right, tonight, <laughs> tonight, tonight. I'm going to keep saying tonight, right? Because it'll stick in my head then, right? So tonight will be the eighth time that we've played Belgian opposition in competitive action. A record up to date, we've played seven, won five, drawn one, and lost one. Does anybody know the last Belgian team to beat us? Mechelen. No. Ah, uh, just um, a well star in the dark. Johnny Belgium team. <laughs> I don't know. It actually was standardly Liège in the quarterfinal of the European Cup in 1961-62. We lost 4-1 in Belgium, and then we beat them at Ibrox 2-0 in the second leg, but we went out 4-3 in aggregate. That's right, 4-3 in aggregate, that's right. I remember it Paul remembers it well. Remember well. It well. <laughs> I, was at, you know, I, was at, I was actually at that match, but I was quite drunk, so that's why I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, of course, a similar result as in 2 0 Ibrox will see us progress to the last 32 of the Europa League. Snagsy, what's your thoughts so far on your Rangers European campaign? Oh, it's, it's panned out exactly as expected, uh, to be honest with you. I think um, we've been very, very dominant. We sit atop the group, uh, like, like you quite rightly say, awaiting that one last victory to push us into. Um, advancement of the group stages as I like to call it no the last 32 because that's just shite sounding um, true mate true you're right but but did you know that we've only progressed once from uh, the groups and back to back league campaigns in our history no can I you tell me, me when that was can you tell me when that was oh that's a question isn't it that is a question 1984 <laughs> It was actually season 05-06 where we progressed out of the Champions League groups and then the following season, 06-07, out the UEFA Cup groups. So there you go. Nice. Nice. So if we can do that, it'll be our second time and I am confident. And let me tell you why. Because we are Rangers and people fear us. Yes. Baz, what's your, been, what's your, can't even talk. What's your thoughts been on our European progress this year? Because we're slightly different, I feel, for previous years. <laughs> As we played a really, really good team in Willem Tway and we played, obviously, a really good team in Galatasaray, I feel as though the standard a wee bit, and all right, it's no any offence to Mitchell and or anything like that, but I feel as though the standard of our qualification went up a wee bit, you know, in, in the qualifiers that the team we were playing against. Agreed. I think this team continues to surprise people. Last season, obviously, we had some amazing results against Porto, then Braga, and it was everybody was waiting on us to sort of stumble, but we never seemed to, we never seemed to do that. Our major stumbling block was obviously our, our uh, domestic form when it came to breaking down the, you know, these teams that kind of part the bus. Obviously, we've learned how to deal with that this season. But we've we've went from strength to strength on the the European stage, and this year's been no different. And I feel the, the players, like I say, I'm, I'm I feel like I say this every single podcast, but I feel the players are getting more confident. They're, they're gelling. They know what each other are doing, and it's 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 pleasing to see. And it's I reckon I reckon we're probably going to finish this group top of the table. That's how confident I am. Every time, I mean, it, it, there's no mugs at this level, you know, European football, but you always feel that, is this going to be the game that, you know, we finally trip up and, and lose? But I just don't have this, that feeling this season. I, I really don't. And I am feeling pretty good about it. I suppose, Paul, what's been the, the pleasing thing for me is the strength and depth. You know, you can change it up for a European game slightly to the to the, the Scottish League and obviously the Cup game as we had at the weekend, but it's still Disney weaken the team. And that's kinda that's that's kinda evidence of how far Stephen Gerrard has taken us since he's come in. I quite agree with you. I think strength and depth has certainly helped us out, both 
uh, domestically and in the Europa League. Um, I'm seeing he switch things around a little bit. I think also having the five substitutes domestically also helps as well. And uh, yeah, but as to quote what Baz said, I think confidence is a big thing. For the first time in a long, long time, I'm going into every single match confident we're going to win. And that's just never happened. It doesn't matter who the opposition is. If we played Real Madrid tomorrow, I would, I'm convinced that we would beat them. Thank you for the current form, I certainly say would. Is that a glimpse into the future? <laughs> just saying. Uh, well, they, they bastards get beat last night and bust my coot And Man City. <laughs> the, the, the two teams that uh, I didn't expect, sorry, no, last night, the night before last, Tuesday night. Uh, <laughs> and it was the me first, lads. <laughs> uh, do you know, it was Tuesday night, they, they kind of bust the coot So they're at the band. Real Madrid's at the band. Man City's at the band. Just thought I'd get that out there. <laughs> Quite right, mate. And if there's any Man City fans listening, fucking shite for you, by the way. Absolute shite doing that to a man's coot. Right. right, going back to our game in Belgium. Obviously, it was a wee bit of unknown. Um, our first game of the group. Paul, me and you. Did me and you do that? No, me and you and Baz done the pod for that, didn't we? The pre match pod for that. I think we did. Um, yeah. Got some of the stats there running along the, the, the screen. Total shots. We obviously won the game 2 0, but total shots. We had 12 to their four. We had four on target. They never had any. 51 possession, present possession for Rangers. 49 for them. Pass and accuracy, very equal at 78%. Going back to the game, Snagsy, did you did you feel, because it was a wee bit at the start of it before we got our goal, before Tav got the penalty, where they, they kind of, you know, they were they were pushing us back a wee bit. They were coming down the left, our left-hand side, their right-hand side, and you thought, fuck, that's not a bad team here. This could be a long night. Obviously, the penalty changes it, but what was your first thoughts kind of that 20 minutes? Because it was a wee bit, you know, to and fro a wee bit. I was I was apprehensive, um, particularly in that first wee bit, as you quite early pointed there. And I think um, as the as the as the penalty came, it settled the nerves, and we started to to, to kind of evolve into our into our game plan. Yeah. And I think um, once once that moment passed, you know, the confidence built, and I think um, it was a it was a fixture there for the taking. Um, and what's and what's interesting about uh, standard liages, I think they they they're almost kind of um, emulating us of last season um, at this time and that they are they are struggling really really badly with um, any sort of level of consistency in the league campaign and European campaign to be honest looking at their kind of last seven fixtures I mean they've had two two wins two draws and three losses um, and they're currently sitting fifth in the the Belgian Pro League so for you know for me I'm going into tomorrow night with with a, a good level of confidence, and I would hope that that, that we could almost replicate the result um, at home, um, giving it a giving it a two 0 Definitely, which Paul, of course, would see as progress as I alluded to earlier. We a game spare. Yeah. I know we all looked at the group. I know we all said, right, okay, Benfica will be a, a tricky task, but we fancy Rangers to beat Poznan and Standard Liège, especially Ibrox. But to qualify possibly with a game in hand is just tremendous. It's a, it's, a, it's a real bonus, uh, and it means then that Gerard wouldn't have to put a full-strength team out against Poznan, although he did allude to today that he's uh, he is looking to win the group as well. Qualification priority, win the group, money. Would, be, would, be a, would be a second uh, second thing. And also, it's uh, him and I think McGregor both said they're looking to maintain the unbeaten run. They have, yeah. they, they have, they've got this thick, eyes fixed firmly in the prize now, you know, clean sheets, unbeaten. That's what gets you trophies and what gets you over the line. 
Baz, as, as Paul's kind of, well, Snags alluded to there, the financial, you know, the difference, being a, a wee bit of money finishing first, you know, and going through as group leaders. And also, <laughs> winning becomes a habit, and it's became a habit this year. We've got 22 games unbeaten. It's became a habit. So you've got to continue that. It doesn't matter whether you can rest a few players or no. Yes, we can rest them certain stages in the season. But really, we've got to go to Poland and just keep winning, if that comes to it. You know what I mean? hundred percent. You need to draw in that mentality. I don't see any players getting rested because we've already qualified. You want to you want to win the group. In theory, it's supposed to give you a set a, an easier uh, fixture for you. I mean, I know Disney always work out that way, but mm-hmm. in theory, you finish the group, you're supposed to get an easier uh, fixture in the next. You know, the next day uh, part of the competition. But as Snaggy said, it's the financial benefits as well of finishing top of the group. But I think. If we're going to mention the last game, the last time we played against, I think it would be unfair not to mention Khmer Roof's fucking wonder goal in the 93rd minute. When it was pissing down a rain, he had about five defenders running about him. And he shoots for the halfway line, sees the goalkeeper off his line. And the power, the accuracy and the skill, I think that's sort of really kick-started his, his Rangers career, but also his confidence because... He's kind of went from strength to strength since mm. that goal. Now, people will say, oh, is it a fluke or whatever? It's not a fluke. See, if you're aiming at the goal and you're shooting at the goal, you're, you're, you're meaning to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if he was aiming for the standard and in the goal, then you would say it was a fluke. Do you know, the guy yeah. was aiming at the goal and in the goal. Um, but some of the goals that he's, he's scored already this season have been absolutely phenomenal. And it's like, it doesn't do things by half. You know, it's like, I, I tweeted something about Jermaine, Jermaine, Jermaine Defoe. Jermaine Defoe makes it look so easy. Like that ball against that goal he scored against Livingston. I think it was his like his three hundredth career goal. Mm-hmm. Tav puts a ball on the tap and he just walks up. It doesn't even change stride and just puts the ball in the back of the net. Again, the other day there he scored and just made it look so easy. Whereas Ruth is a totally different striker. Every one of his goals. Is a highlight reel. Do you know See what I mean? last it's week? It's busting the net. <laughs> so uh, I think we just had to touch on that if we were going to mention you know, well, the last game. Rather than touching it, Baz, let's show it. Never tired of watching that goal. See that music? <laughs> it's like scary. It's like scary music. <laughs> scary for the goalie. <laughs> <laughs> it back. His career's over. That career is over. <laughs> His career's over. Obviously, as you alluded to the rain, uh, I think the game will be remembered for Roof School and also the rain we had that night, Paul, because the rain was horrendous. I thought the game was getting abandoned, man. It was biblical. <laughs> and I, I think it was actually Baz who pointed out that Barisic, if you watch very closely about Bonner Barisic, about 10 seconds before he goes down injured, he actually does this. Yeah, there's rain coming out of here. So he, uh, so he gets himself subbed off. And he sit, he's sitting in the stand, all wrapped up nice and warm, pissed himself laughing that Bassey had playing in his place. That's what that was about. Yeah. <laughs> Which is oh, quite good. No, wait, wait, which I must admit to to go back to Bassey coming on when Barisic went off. 
I thought, oh, this could get a bit tough because, as you alluded, as uh, Snag said, they were um, coming down our left-hand side. That that was that's where they saw the, what were perceived to be our weak point. Barisic then goes off, and I thought, oh, God, this could be a little, a little bit uh, tasty here. Barisic comes on and absolutely steamrolls <laughs> the right-hand side of their flipping team. I mean, they, they couldn't get the ball off him. And he, literally, he was running through brick walls and over and over bodies to get crosses in and break the big attacks down. I thought it was outstanding. I think he announced he sells a Rangers player that night. And I know yes, we'd seen him right. and we'd been impressed, but that was our first prolonged time of getting to see him in a high, you know, high profile game. And he never let us down. And again, I'm sure at the weekend we'll get to the Bears Corner, but it was terrific. I know it's only Falk, but it was terrific again. Do you know what I mean? Big man's doing so well now. Um, moving on to us. Obviously, we Philip Hollander sadly coming down with COVID. We will probably go with Goldson and and Leon Balogun um, at centre half. You would, as you've said, Paul about Barisic and Tav. You would imagine, obviously, be there. Yep. McGregor and goals. Uh-huh. The big question for Rangers always <laughs> is the midfield, because we have such a strong midfield. Snagsy, who do we see as the three? Because <laughs> it's just I wouldn't let it be Stephen Gerrard. Chris Snagsy again. <laughs> no, but well. Luckily for, for Scott, I've, I've fucking written it down because I was expecting this question. Um, I know, fuck you. I, I fucking learn in development. You'll learn that about me. Um, so for me, I think the midfield kind of picks itself because obviously without Ryan Jack and also um, Joe Rebo just coming back from illness, I would suggest he would start on the bench and we would go with Kamara, Davis and Arfield with a front three of Kent Morellis and Roof. Roof is the fucking key man, by the way, as we were talking about there. This is a guy who is nowhere and yet everywhere. Um, and I can only see him lighting up Ibrox Park tomorrow night. Tonight, snags it. Aye, he's, <laughs> aye, he's there at the night and then he's going back for a bonfire tomorrow to celebrate. Sorry, okay, mate, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Help with the program, bitch. Hence, hence the light nut part. <laughs> so, Paul, you'd put Paul, you'd put up your team there. Yeah. Kind of similar to Snags, obviously. You'd yeah, think Ruth, Ruth Morelos and, and Kent up top. Yep, and Kamala Davis and Arfield in midfield and the back four pretty, and uh, Shagger. But it does really, yeah. Yeah, yep. Baz, is it? You would do different if you were in Stephen Gerrard's shoes? Not at all. I think this is also, uh, as the season's progressing, because we never knew, but we're starting 11 wins or our strongest 11 wins. And if you look at the the first time round, you know, the, the, the two changes was, uh, was Ryan Jack was in the middle of the field. Obviously, the changes made Davis coming in due to injury or whatever. But had you started that game, and then I think Aribo came off the bench. Now, it's, it's a, the evolution of the start and the living and the, 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 the progress of the individual players. Aribo's come on leaps and bounds. Is Scotty Arfield's having a tremendous season as well. Davis is Davis is controlling games and he's doing a lot of the stuff that you don't you don't so much see or you don't really get the credit for. Uh, I, I think Stephen Davis has had a tremendous season, but he's he's doing all the he's, he's a totally different player from what he was the first time he was here. You know, and he's he's smart enough to understand his own body, but he can he's he's dominating that midfield. And I think uh, him, Kamara, and Arfield are going to run riot the night in the midfield. And uh, I know Aribo Aribo's just back, and she's probably going to be on the bench. Jack won't feature, but as Snagsy says, the the whole chemistry up front with Ryan Kent, 
Morelos and Roof. It's going to say amazing things. Alfredo Morelos is up there terrorising centre-backs. I know he's coming a lot deeper to get the ball, but that is new freeing up space for Roof to get in and behind defenders. David did his best. But the one thing that Ryan Kent said to me that made a lot of sense, he was talking about, see, even if he's having a poor game, he only needs to get lucky once. Defenders need to get lucky every single time. And he's right, 100% correct. So I think that's looking almost like our are very close to our strongest start in the living. Uh, Holander, possibly, I, th- I, I think Balogun is a, f- a physical specimen, right? I think he's stronger, quicker than Holander, but I feel Holander brings more cohesion to the back four. So for that yeah. reason, I would probably, if the both of them were fit and own their game, I would probably start Holander, and I would probably start Obviously, Aribo instead of Davis, if I had my had my choice, but I don't think we're that far away from our strongest start in eleven. But even that eleven is extremely strong on the bench as well. Uh, even without Aribo, even without Jack, and even without Hollander, you know that is a, a dominant dominant team. But it's just what we were saying earlier, though, Baz, and, you, and you've summed it up perfectly there. Whether you go Balogun or Hollander, it's probably down to your preference and your opinion. It's no down to being one's a worse defender than the other or whatever. Two of them are very, very good. Internationalists. The same when you you, you could bring a Rebo in. You, Davis is there. And we all know Davis speaks for himself. You know, and, and how good he actually is. So that that's the beauty under Stephen Gerrard. It seems to be relentless to get like for like coming into that. If somebody steps out, as unfortunately Hollander is, they Balogun steps in and we don't notice the difference. Last year, maybe we were seeing the difference to that. Maybe if Katic at his time when he was having a wee purple patch and he was excellent, when he kind of dropped out a wee bit maybe, because he's younger at the end of the day, remember as well, you noticed it a wee bit. You know, now we're not getting that this year. We've experienced all over the park. And I firmly believe Rangers are Rangers are ready to, we're ready to take our place back domestically and also on the European stage, you know, as being a force again. Just my thoughts. I mean, it's, do you know, I hate this saying as well, saying it's stupid, but see the whole horses for courses thing? There's, there's a lot of that going on in terms of, like you were, just for example, Holanda and Balogun. It's not a case of he's better than him. It's a, it's a case of what suits this game, game or, the, yeah. or this team that we're playing against or the opposition. So it's putting the best of living for the, you know, what might suit the tactics of the opposition rather than just saying, look, by the way, that's your best of living a minute to go with that all the time. Unless, of course, somebody's injured a minute to bring somebody else in. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All I can say is Snags have been brilliant to be an Ibrox tonight. Um, the place absolutely rocking where we where we win to get us through. The place would have been, you know, unreal. Same with last week. And last week we need to pick up on Morelos because he's taken a wee bit of flat this year for whatever reason. His roles change within the team, which smart people will have sensed. Right? Mm-hmm. Others who just look at who scores the goals for Rangers won't have seen that. Right? And Morelos doesn't score. Morelos is shy. Right? Nonsense. Last week, a wee bit of praise, I thought Morelos was excellent. Yep. Ragdogged their defence at times and brought others into the game, mate. Agreed. Yep. And that's exactly that's, that's exactly his role now. And uh, you know, we've we've we've, we've kind of touched on this um on other podcasts, but I think um, you know, people need to understand his effectiveness um in in the in in the attack transition in in particular where he's coming deep to pull the defenders out of shape to allow guys like Kent and Roof to get in behind, um, and he does that to absolute perfection. And whilst he might not be banging the goals in, he's allowing them to bang the goals in. So it's a yeah. fucking win win. And you know, 
a sort of knock-on effect of that will be that 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 he does score right place, right time. Um, you know, where we need that little sneaky one 0 win or whatever. But you know, for me, he's 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 a star man. Um, and the fact that you know he's he's able to go from that kind of focal point um, target man to um, the kind of um, the focal point of the attack transition just shows his adaptability and should actually add money to his price tag. In all honesty. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the fact that he's scored so many goals for us over the last couple of seasons, he has been, as you say, the focal point of the team. Um, and now his role has changed within that. People are maybe a bit dis, disheartened by oh, he's not scoring as many goals. But as you say, they're not looking beyond the fact that he's not scoring the goals. I think he brings an awful lot more to the team now than when he was scoring the goals, bizarrely enough, because he's allowing others, as you say, to get on the score sheet, create chances. He he'll still keep banging them in. There's no no spots I maybe was about that. But I think what he provides now to the team is much, much more. Um he's a better team player. It's, at the end of the day, this is a team game. It's not about one man. Yeah. Is it? I think Alfredo needs goals for himself though. I mean I totally agree yeah. with Nazine McCall oh, yeah. saying it. Uh, he is Dane Mayor is is many a, a team a team effort. I think last season we relied on him too heavily, but he's doing his role particularly. He's doing, he's doing it extremely well. He's doing it extremely well. He's very unselfish in his, in his play. But I just think for him personally, he needs the the goal here and there just to keep his chin up, just to keep him on that that level. Because the last thing we need is a, a silky greeting face. Alfredo Morelos would then he starts kicking people and all that. And personally, I love him. I love him to bits when we see that. You know, as you start fighting with people and shit. But um, you know, for for us to get the most out of Alfredo Morelos, we just need to make sure that he's he see his own like right on. I think Gerard said they own that level. You know, going right up to that line, but just no tipping out it. So I think we're due a goal at him, and I think the night is uh, we're going to see it. That'd be lovely. I don't. I don't fancy Stephen Gerrard showed much to try to control Alfredo Morelos and keep him happy and keep everything going on. You know, I think I think he would be a handful. But that's the that's the beauty of him. It's like Gaza. That was the beauty of Gaza. Obviously, no comparing them in quality, but that was the beauty of Gaza. You know, and the thing is, everybody try to make a, a wee thing out of him, throwing a wee strop when he gets substituted a couple of weeks ago. I don't want to see any Rangers players skip him off the park. You know what I mean? No. I want to see them. St- I want to stay on the park. I want to do the, do the best I can and get more goals and whatever. Yes. So again, letting the haters fucking weave their way in fucking annoys want, me. Mate, I want fucking Alfredo Morelos heat button Gary, Gary McAllister when he comes out. <laughs> How dare you substitute me? I think a lot of it. I think a lot of the, the, the sort of petulant face that you may see isn't isn't so much the fact that he's been substituted off. It's maybe the fact that he's been substituted off and he didn't actually manage to score. And he's maybe a bit annoyed at himself for not taking the chances that were created for him. So he's maybe a, a, a little bit of both. Maybe 70-30. In fact, he's been taken off the park and he's not managed to score against him being annoyed with himself. Yeah. Well, Do you know, sometimes well, sometimes you just need to embrace the madness. Correct. You know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes you just need to accept that's who that person is and no try and mould them into something or no, just allow them to be who they are, but maybe just push them down a direction. And you touched on, you know, Gaza. I mean, Walter Smith being the, the, the genius of man management. I mean, Elhaj Juf, another example of a fucking nutcase who right. came into the club that uh, Walter Smith managed to contain. Uh, you don't need to put a lead on him. You just need to you know, steer them down a direction and embrace their 
their madness and allow them to believe what they're doing is right, but maybe just manipulate them in a certain way that that they still think that they're they're in charge, but really, you know what I mean? You're, you're stealing them down a certain route. Do you know what I mean? It's good. That's, that's a new hashtag. I was just going to say that, that's that's kind of a, that's, that's kind of a metaphor for Scott and I on the, on the podcast with you embracing the madness. Oh, thanks very much. Just steer them down a certain route and just let them think that. That's a that, that's um, a new hashtag. Adams, buddy. That's a new hashtag for the podcast. Embrace the madness. <laughs> Embrace the madness. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, let's hear for the guy who has to embrace the madness and who has to actually, um, you know, manage Alfredo Morelos. I'm with Ryan, uh, unless there's a miraculous turnaround in the next 24 hours. Um, but he's still got a good chance for the weekend, so um, he's, he's close, but we might run out of time with Ryan. Uh, Joe Aribo will hopefully be back uh, with us. He's trained yesterday, and he's going to train today. Um, so, assuming he comes through today's session, Joe should be back in the squad. Uh, Katic, obviously, you know about his, his long term. Uh, Brandon Barker uh, will try his little knockout today. He had a little knock on his ankle, a little bit of a twist on the Astro Teeth. He'll try and train this morning. Hopefully, he'll pull through and be available as well. We will try Brandon Barker's little knockout. <laughs> hmm. That's for those who are only watching on YouTube. That's. <laughs> It's now uh, Baz is about to lose the power of speech. <laughs> no, no, that's a different boat, mate. That's a, that's this different. is the uh, that's the uh, the rye. That's also, that's, that's, that's also thanks very much to Snagsy. This is just the uh, this is the rye. No, it's mental. Is that other stuff? That Snagsy, that stuff is mental. But uh, <laughs> this was also a gift that Snagsy got me. Thanks very much, mate. He's, he's got good taste, the guy. You know what I mean? Uh, so this is this is a single barrel rye. Jack Daniels, highly recommended. Not to be confused with the 67% craziness that he got his last time. So he has done his there. That's at the back. <laughs> Wouldn't you be drinking? He'll be drinking that. He'll be drinking that in the Bills Corner on Friday night. Watch it. Right. <laughs> it should be fun. Book it. We'll bring it up. I won't touch it until the end, though. Wait till we're in an hour before I even touch it. <laughs> we should we should touch upon our, our goalkeeper and what can he equal Barry Ferguson's record tomorrow night? Yeah, sorry, tonight yeah. done so well. Yeah. So yeah. equals equals the, the record European performances. <laughs> hey, you've got to catch that. You'll just cough that right down in Tampa Baz there, you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 what what an achievement, you know, and considering if if our shitty financial shitty banter years hadn't hit, where would Alan McGregor be in appearances in Europe, man, if we'd have continued in the vein that we were in? You know, nobody would have nobody would really nobody would catch him realistically, you know. Um, the fact that he's caught up with, with Barry Ferguson is testament to his consistency over the years as Rangers goalkeeper and we've never I still say he's well, it's harsh on Arfield as well, but I still say he's Gerard's best signing, Paul. I, I agree with that definitely. I think even if you asked Gerard, he would say the exact same thing. Um, I think he's, no, he be. he's been a model of consistency <laughs> since he started. Well, he says he's up there with anything that he's ever played with. Yeah. Do you know the I, thing I, I love about uh, Alan McGregor? It's dead easy to. It's dead easy to overlook him uh, when you've got people like Ruth, Morelos, Kent, Arebo, Arfield banging in all these amazing goals, but. 
Alan McGregor doesn't need to do much, but see when he's called upon, you, 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 our back four is, is absolutely solid at the moment. But if somebody manages to to get through that, and Alan McGregor's called upon, he will step up and he will give you what he needs. Whereas before, uh, West Fordy and him loved the guy, thought he was good. I just didn't have that confidence that he had the ability to to step up to that level. Alan McGregor is that guy. But he went a wee bit mental there, do you mean? Last season he started booting booting, elbow dropping people and all that for no reason. It was like, mate, we've got Alfredo doing all that. You don't need to do all that. Just fucking chill out. Like he went a wee bit mad for like a season when he, he was going to kick the ball out and all that, kicking the ball out and then booting people in the back and stuff. For for nothing. Do you know what I mean? Have you not heard I embrace the madness? Have you heard Halliday talking about it? When I think it's on open goal, and he says oh, about yeah. McGregor goes away in the dressing room after that one you talk about bad against Hibs, where he kicks out after he punts it, and he's in, he's like a fucking joke, and he's throwing things about, like fucking saying half that shocking, and then the pictures come on the screen on the telly, and they're all sitting there going, <laughs> "What the fuck are you moaning about?" Because <laughs> I'm blatant red kid. <laughs> That's it, embracing the madness. Another thing I like about him is his total. He can't hide his total disdain for any press related work. Look at his face here. Um, at the moment, we're just concentrating on the game, but I'll probably kick in later in life just to to realise what an achievement is. Um, obviously, it's a very proud one. Um, just to be a part of the history, it'll be unbelievable. Alan, when you look at this season so far and the consistency that you have, do you feel, given the Rangers teams you've played in before, that there's a a mentality change or it's something that is an improvement time on time now that it's up to the standards that you had previously when you won titles with Rangers? Uh, I think over the three years it has been a gradual improvement um, and I think winning games just it, it, that comes with winning games um, consistency is keeping on winning and keeping on winning <coughs> and at that moment in time that's what we're doing um, so does it compare with other teams potentially um, but let's not get carried away it's still very early um, and just take one game at a time he's, cha- he's channeling his inner reverend I am jolly there isn't he ah, yeah. <laughs> do you know I'm yeah, happy. see what he says see what he says listen it's still very early I think he means the time in the day I think that interview was like half four in the morning he must have done that at half four in the morning. So this last whistle we carried away here. It's fucking half four in the morning. Still very early. Well, mate, he's, in, he's nearly married. He's obviously up off the night now, you know. He's fucking... Ah, <laughs> see, when, see when the fucking uh, journalist asking him the question and he's doing this face. <laughs> and he's just looking down. This is what's going through his head. Alan, pick up the pen. Pick up the pen and do that thing, you know, where you stab it through your fingers, but you didn't actually stab your fingers. That'll show them. And the other part of his head's going, Alan, listen to the question. You need to answer the question. <laughs> and he's just like in a total juxtaposition like that. Brilliant. I just love his face. I wish I could have played the full the full fucking because his face doesn't change for that. It's just fucking he just looks so unhappy and yet saying things like, I'm happy and it's a great achievement, but his face is just fucking deadpan. Brilliant. Absolutely. Do you know brilliant. what? He answered that question and it, do you know the real thing? It sort of reminded of the, the shit that I spout on here that you'll say something and I'll go off on a tangent and no even answer the question. Because he, he, he started speaking and he was going on and on and on and he went, so 
Potentially. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I just went, potentially after just spouting for about fucking 30 seconds. So to answer your question, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> right, Podders predictions for um, t- tonight. Start with you, Paul. Sees you obviously have... You've predicted quite a few, actually, if you know. Aye. We've done all right so far this season. Right, yeah. what's, your, what's, your, what's your prediction for tomorrow? I'm going 2-0 to us. A repeat scoreline of uh, what, we, what we've done across there. Um, I think we'll be too strong for them. Uh, they'll probably play, as Jim had alluded to, um, they'll probably play a, a back five. Um, however, in order for them to get out of the group, they're going to have to come and attack us, and that will leave space in behind. And as we've already said as well, Alfie, the way he's doing all these playing, he's going to draw defenders out. Uh, allow space in behind for Kent and Roof, and I think they will both score tomorrow. Cool. But <laughs> Baz, do you know what, Paul? You're going to need to like, stop listening to Stephen Gerrard, and you get, you listen to him, and you just believe everything. They don't play a back five, mate. They play a three-five-two. All right, they'll have the wing backs bombing up. It's, it's not a back five, right? That's a fucking back three, right? With five in the middle, right? So stop listening to him because he's not. He th- he doesn't really know what he's talking about much, right? So <laughs> that was your first mistake. Uh, I reckon it's going to be 3 0, the famous, and I reckon Alfredo Morelos will also get a goal. Snagsy? Yeah, same as Baz, 3 um, think we'll, I think we'll be just too strong for them, and I think um, we'll be building on the on the momentum of, of uh, last week versus Benfica, and we'll be just smashing the goals in. Quality. We'll win, we'll win that motherfucking group. And to make it obvious that Paul is the negative Nelly on the podcast, 3-0 Rangers <laughs> is my prediction. <laughs> We're going to host the mod. We're going to do it, and that's it. Anyway, on what Paul was saying, though, there about back fives, etc., and when they're saying not to back three, they have to win, remember. So they have no option but to come at us. Oh, well, I don't believe they'll come at us for 90 minutes, but I believe they'll come at us at some stage in the game and try and play us back. That's where... Your midfield become crucial, getting beyond the striker. When Morelos drops deep, they go in behind in the space. Your Kent's, etc. Kent's a match winner for me tomorrow. Just on that basis, with the space in behind, Bozell attack, big Goldson, who's like fucking, I don't know, Beckham, the new range of passing. Dink, neighbor. Goal. I think it's it's important we score. It's important we score the first goal if there's goals in this bit. If not, then you know they're going to sit in tight. Yes, but, but, but that's not going to happen because we are going to win. I was going to say, Paul, Paul, all of our was... predictions suggest that we will score the first goal, so that should be... That's what I was going to say. How can they score the first goal if they're not going to score any goals? I'm just being honest. <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> right, Bears Corner, Friday night. <clears throat> Paul will be there. Baz will be there. Snagsy, you're there as well, am I right? Potentially. Potentially. Yes. Potentially, it might be. It's uh, Mrs. Snag's birthday um, on oh. Monday next week, so I might be busy celebrating through from tonight onwards. So me, I don't want to get. I don't want to be causing. You do that. I swear to God, you do that. that Snag, you had like a birthday month. Do you know what I mean? It's like they, they, they do that. He does that. It's like a, it's a whole celebration. Yes. Catalog. Yeah. Catalog of celebrations. Look at the card I got for. You'll love this. It says, "Hello, Sammy. Happy birthday." Life would <laughs> suck without you. Eh? Yeah. Think about that. And look at this on the back. You might recognise that guy. Damn straight. <laughs> nice. 
Nice, mate. I like it. I do like it. You know it. Thanks, mate. Do like bit of Gerard. Bit of Gerard on the back. Uh, joining, joining us as well on Friday night is Derek Clark again. I got some positive feedback on Friday night's podcast because it was it was excellent. Yeah, um, I've watched it back now. Derek, very knowledgeable, loves to wind up a certain set of supporters and also loves the Rangers. And that's, that's the best kind of guy for me. <laughs> um, I just actually want to show you something that got sent to me um, and gave him a wee mention. Geo9 on Twitter. He sent me this beautiful thing. I was expecting that to be bigger. That's, that's, what, she, that's what she says to me all the time, mate. But Don't. <laughs> Don't leave them. Leave that to policies, mate. You're better than that. See, I was, I was fucking I, hell. I was. He just was waiting. Quiet. I was. I was keeping quiet. I thought, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not doing. Definitely no coming on Friday now. I'm, I'm fucking it. That's it. He's amazing. He's done the big drop. It works every time. Fucking hell. Well, Sorry about that. My apologies. You know the me. thing I loved about that last bit Scott was talking about. Um, he said he watched, you know, last Friday's show back, but he said it in such a gaffer voice. He's like, I so I watched the podcast back. I'm like, shit. It's selective. Like, right, right, everything was all right. Derek done good and that. He's my fine. But he's like, I finally watched the pod back. <laughs> it's the lecturer in me. Right, it's it's just the way I talk. <laughs> this is going to go in your midterm report. <laughs> <laughs> Mad. Right, CopelandStreetwear.co.uk who are wonderful, lovely people who do some pod merchandise for us. Now, I feel as though we have to stress the point Paul's got a beautiful mug there. I feel as though we have to stress... Snagsy, your mug's actually in the post, mate. Believe oh, it or not, because I, I forgot to send it. Yes, I forgot to yeah. send it. Um, Baz has got a lovely bag there for his carry-out. He's ca- carry-out bag. <laughs> <laughs> See, I did watch. <laughs> And also, there's there's other stuff there, guys. That you, <laughs> he's got there's other stuff there, guys. That you, that you can obviously go in and buy hoodies and stuff like that. Now we need to stress the point here because I don't think it gets stressed enough. Zero percent of any sort of profits comes to myself, Snagsy, Baz, Paul, Wally, Dan, Callum, anybody who does a pod, right? Jeep, Sammy, anybody who's been on, we don't get nothing, right? It all goes to a percentage of the profit goes to the Rangers Youth Development Company. Because we want to invest in the thing that we've all got in common, which is our love of our club. So we're trying to, and, and you, by the way, you seen what was it? Three graduates, four graduates of that on the park on Sunday. Yeah. You know all that stuff. Although it might only be a minute amount, it still goes to that. And I think it's something that we should be proud of as a podcast. And obviously, four lads had a dream to the same. And it's investing in our club's future, and that's why we're all here today to make sure Rangers are here long. Long before, uh, long after, all of us have passed on this shitey earth that we're on at the minute. Paul, ain't dad to that? No, no I sorry, bad. That was just. That, that I was, was just. I was yeah. just going to do the sales pitch. Here. I was just going to say you can pay one hundred and seventy pound for a Castor hoodie, or you can pay a wee bit more and get a battle fever hoodie. <laughs> but if you use the the discount code hashtag. Keep the battle fever on. You'll get it for CopelandStreetwear.co.uk. Get yourself on and get yourself a nice hoodie. Now, listen, it's coming up to winter. It's getting cold. We're on lockdown. You're not going anywhere anyway. You don't have to be sitting about in your pyjamas all day. You want to get yourself a nice, comfortable hoodie for sitting, watching Tipping Point, The Chase. <laughs> watch that before you come on and watch the podcast. Get your hoodie in. If you're nothing down to the shops, get your hoodie on. 
Now, if you think, oh, I've got central heating, I don't need to be wearing a, a hoodie indoors, for goodness sake. Get yourself a T-shirt then. Why don't you get yourself a T-shirt? Do you like tea? Do you like coffee? Do you like hot chocolate? Are you a weirdo that drinks Iron Brew a mug? <laughs> that mug is for you. Get yourself a nice mug. Get yourself a bag. Go down the park, your carry out. There's something there for everybody. And the important thing to remember is none of the profits come to us. It goes back into the Rangers' youth. Get involved, spend your money, and make a difference. The only profit we gain from this is your attention. And that's what we ask. (laughs) And we crave it badly. (laughs) Give us your attention. (laughs) Give us your attention. And by the way, just to add to what Baz is saying there, if you like a coffee on the go or a tea on the go or a hot chocolate on the go, you can also put it in a nice travel mug as well. Oh! (laughs) <laughs> Tell what? you, you'll get everything, mate. So, so, basi- so basically, what you're saying is you can stick your Battle Fever t shirt on with a Battle Fever hoodie over the top, fill your travel mug up with coffee, hit, load your bag up with uh, the cans and ice, and head down the park, drink your coffee on the way there, and have your carry out down the park or sitting there. Oh, and oh, make oh, some notes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> make some notes. Blanked, mate. Blanked. Blanked. <laughs> And there's the travel mug there, and now it's fine. Look at that, snazzy, beautiful, isn't it? So, and also, by the way, there's a coaster or not to protect your table. But anyway, we're maybe up in the pitch now. <laughs> <laughs> bar, we'll bar runners, bar runners, <laughs> bar runners. Yeah, there'll be bar runners soon as well. <laughs> um, I'm all out of shite to talk, lads, and I appreciate the three of you taking time out your busy day to join me ahead of tonight's game. Um, Paul, C's, thanks very much, mate. See you Friday night. Pleasure. Yes, Buzz. See you Friday night, mate. And thank see you. See you tomorrow much, night, mate. Tomorrow, tomorrow night, tomorrow night. <laughs> Snagsy, hopefully see you tomorrow night, mate. But I understand Roger. it's a big, big weekend, mate. So crack on, man. I don't want to be in the middle of a domestic because that would just <laughs> be shite. Thanks, mate. It would. <laughs> if <laughs> if you guys who are watching this and listening to this like our podcast, please um, like, follow, share, and subscribe, please, because it would mean the world to us. It means he hot and nobody else, but it means the world to us. It lets us know that people are listening and watching, and we're not stunned here talking to the f- between the phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag keep the battle fever on. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.